1: Learn more at marines.com.
0: I'm Franny Benali, and you're listening to In That Number. Then they lift one over the top for Danny Ings. He's in the box. Oh, to his left. foot, brilliant. Oh, it's a fantastic goal for Danny Ings. He's done it again.
1: Here comes Ward Brown.
2: Checking out In That Number with me, Kevin, the Moscow Mush Milverton and Ray Hunt. Find me on Twitter at Moscow Mush and my co-host Ray Hunt at Ray Hunt 84. Follow the show at Number Podcasts on Twitter, In That Number Podcast on Instagram and Facebook. If you've got any questions for the show, if you need to send us an email to In That Number Podcast at gmail.com. Leave us a five-star review on iTunes or wherever it is you get your podcasts. Share, subscribe and give us good vibes. Let's go.
0: Welcome to a midweek episode of In That Number, episode 95, Chances With Wolves. <laughs> I like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Today, we will be discussing Monday night's fixture against Wolves and look ahead to Sunday's game at home to Manchester United. As usual, I'm joined by my co-host, the Moscow Mush, Kevin Milberton and Tim Bezants to help me break down the events at Molineux. But firstly, the Moscow mush, Kevin Milverton.
1: You are physically repulsive, intellectually retarded, vulgar, insensitive, selfish, stupid. You have no taste, a lousy sense of humour, and you smell.
2: Good point. Well made. <laughs> uh, how are you this week? Smelly. It's been <laughs> a long day. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs>
0: but other than that, are you OK? Uh, yeah. Yeah,
2: it's as intense as ever. The snow's all gone, so... The lustre taken out of, uh, I'm,
0: I'm sure it'll be back. Mate. Walking around
2: in the dark. Oh yeah,
1: at some point.
0: And it will be back.
1: Um, and Tim, Tim, how are you faring? Uh, doing pretty well. Uh, just like 30 minutes ago, I was surprised with the, uh, the pies that they gave away from uh, the Thanksgiving gift from Premier League in the USA. So I, I'm pretty sure that was Matt Markstone over at Southampton Delivery who got, get, nominated me for it. But um, So it makes me really happy. It makes me really thankful that I'm friends with you guys. And I'm really thankful it's Thanksgiving coming up. So
0: yeah, it's going to be
1: delicious, lots of good food. And hopefully things slow down at work, but I don't anticipate that. Uh, just nonetheless going to take it in stride, enjoy the day, uh, and, and go from there. Steak and kidney pies. Uh, I haven't looked at them. There's one pumpkin pie, and then they have two English pies. So I don't know if they're meat or what, whatever they might be. You're after last night. Yeah, definitely.
2: Yeah. Before we start,
1: um, I think uh,
2: congratulations is order. In, or, in order, um, we have to say a big uh, happy birthday to our beloved and wonderful Southampton Football Club, who turned 135 uh, this week. <laughs> You're a time, um, <laughs> uh, and of course the the host and uh, ringleader of the Number Podcast, Ray Hunt, who's turned a little bit less than 135.
0: Yes, I have. Uh, thanks, Kev. Yeah, that was um, that was lovely. I was sat here going, oh, I'm blushing. But then, yeah,
1: <laughs> the white chocolate lover himself.
0: Yeah, who doesn't love white <laughs> chocolate? Thank you. It was um, different different birthday this year, obviously, because we can't go anywhere. I can't have anybody over, so. It was just uh pretty much what I've been doing for the rest of the um rest of the year. Just stuck in. It's it's okay. It's, it is what it is. But um, I'll tell you what. I, I watched a pirate copy of that Queen DVD the other day. It was um he has a really really crap quality though. I could only see a little silhouette of a man. Garbage. <laughs> I, I was expecting a bigger laugh than that. But <laughs> <laughs> uh,
2: I was wondering where it was going.
0: Anyway, uh, a little bit of sad news to open the show. Um. I am sure you're all aware by now that the news that Diego Maradona has died this evening. That's Wednesday evening. Uh, in my opinion, yeah, the, the the greatest player of all time, just an icon, and and we grew up on you know that hand of God and the second one in that England game in the World Cup '86, known as the goal of the century. Just true artist. We've all lost an absolute genius, and it's just a sad night for football. Yeah,
2: definitely. Couldn't say a bit of myself. I didn't believe it. Like no, when, uh, I heard it like you know just about an hour or so ago. and I Sent a message to you straight away.
0: Yeah, and you mm. kind of you broke it to me because I was looking at all the all the different news outlets and I couldn't find it anywhere. I, w- I went straight away onto onto Sky. I, I turned the TV over and they weren't reporting it. And I thought, oh, is this is this just speculation? And we were trying to find out and we were messaging back and forwards. And then about half an hour later, it was all it was everywhere. So yeah, it's just yeah it's horrible. Tim, we we've had an email and a request from Paul Gilliam. I shall read you this email, if I may. Really enjoying listening to your pods, but I do have one request. When you have U.S. guests on, please can you make sure they don't use that horrible word soccer. I worked on a summer camp many years ago in Upper State New York, and if any kid called it soccer, I made them do 10 push-ups as punishment. So it got me thinking, right, we should be doing the same thing here. But every time it's mentioned, we need to post a video of that offender doing said push-ups what you think that's not a challenge that's just <laughs> making
1: me exercise which i don't mind at all <laughs> bring it on i think now yeah. that
0: that there are two banned words from this podcast soccer and portsmouth now i realize that in stating just use both. yeah I, yeah that's what I, re- I realize in stating these rules that i have said them multiple times but starting from now you can say cunt all you like but you can't say the s or the p word
2: <laughs> I, I, I normally do
0: <laughs> i know i think everyone knows that
1: um yeah Wait, we're, we're starting now is that <laughs> is that how it is is? Yeah, we're start, so it's, start. it's officially now officially now yes. okay soccer soccer oh. soccer soccer soccer.
0: have
2: to think of a better punishment
0: yeah maybe um yeah thanks to paul gilliam for the email um suggestion and and the five-star review he gave us as well so and um, that was really nice i hope the weather is uh staying lovely for you in grand canaria Uh, And don't forget, anyone can give us a five-star review. It's really, really appreciated. Do it now. Go on. Off you go. Um, And ask uh, for details to join our Discord as well, because we are very welcoming. It'd be nice to uh, chat to some new people in there. All right, on with the show then. Uh, Kevin, we've got—I say—we've got. We're a little shorter episode this week because we're doing it midweek, but we do have a few bits of news to tie up.
2: This is ITN, In That Number News. Um, yeah, of course, big news. Uh, Romeo has signed a contract to take him to the end of the 22-23 season. First of a, a batch of contracts we were kind of waiting for with bated breath. And yeah, he's been just such a professional this season. And last he's stepped up to take the place of Pierre-Emile in that midfield. And I'm, I, for one, am very glad that he's going to be staying consummate professional so good news there
0: yep all
1: good
2: a bit strange news this week shay adams is potentially going to get a call up for scotland because he's eligible to play through a grandfather i did not know that no. apparently he's also eligible for antigua and barbuda so
0: i wonder um, what he's going to take
2: hmm. it's a three-way and, and of course england he's already played for the under 20s uh, so far but I mean, if you were him, what would you? Would you hold out for the England call-up from Gareth Southgate? That's oh, not going to happen. Oh. Honest,
0: honestly, I would. I would go with Scotland if I were him. Yeah. he's going to be the number one man there, surely. No disrespect to Scotland, but he can get into that team, you know, easier than it would be for England. I and mean, he's got to compete with Kane and Rashford for many more years. So yeah, I think Scotland. Should go for Scott. I, think, I don't think you should be going for Antigua and Barbuda, if I'm honest, but yeah.
1: Nice white piece, uh, Lyndon Dykes is doing a really good job up there, but yeah, between those two, great start, a uh, two, uh, two punch strike partnership, that'd be fantastic. Yeah. Yeah, fans could
2: be back into the stadium after lockdown ends on December the 2nd, and there's an announcement due tomorrow, I believe. Yes. Um, on whether that's going to happen, but yeah, the current. Draft plan is that there'll be a maximum of four thousand fans, or fifty percent capacity, uh, yeah, whichever is the the greatest. Say in Tier One, or, or half that, say two thousand, or again half capacity in Tier Two. Now Hampshire was in Tier Two before we went into lockdown. Is that right?
0: No, they're in Tier One, weren't they?
2: Sorry, I, I've read, I've got it written down here that Hampshire was in Tier One mm. uh, before we went into lockdown, but um, I don't know. It, well, what the situation's like now?
0: Well, I, I mean, I, I don't know if it's a city or a county thing, because. But, <laughs> I almost said it. <laughs> that place up the M27, mm. we're on the verge of moving up to tier two. Um, so I don't think it's fair to cover the whole, you know, county, because it's varying. Eighth. It's varying from city to city and town to town. To town. I, ju- I just. But there's no point in speculating what tier we're going to be in until we've heard from the PM. And as you said, Kev, I think he is due to give details on that uh, on Thursday. So as you're listening to this, we'll probably know the full extent regarding the the, the tiered systems. But we we can always chat more about it on Sunday, can't we? But, yeah, I mean, I I, I don't know. I I, I don't know where we're going to be, to be honest.
2: When you say that, the skates have been waiting to get up to tier two for several seasons now. They always (laughs) get knocked out in the playoffs. (laughs) Um, yeah, yeah, we'll have to wait and see um, A couple of other events Saints B uh, managed to grind out a 0-0 draw against Liverpool Yeah Good on Bojack Horseman um, And yeah, the five subs rule uh, since we last recorded That's been quashed um, But Ralph and Saints have uh, both backed the idea in principle But um the majority voted against it
0: that did surprise me, if I'm honest. I, I'm I'm against it.
2: Yeah, I don't see the point. I mean, Ralph's he's kind of contradicted himself in saying that, you know, he might prevent injury and you can take more players off, you've got more matches and that sort of thing. Uh, but at the same time, he says it, it it's both speeds up and slows the game down. I kind of see mm, his point.
0: No, no I, I, let's face it, 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 it it's going to protect the richer teams and, you know, the, the teams with yeah. bigger squads and um, you know more resources and stuff like that i just it is, it, it is going to encourage stockpiling of of players isn't it i don't know tim what do you think of that
1: so there's a there's two benefits to it obviously you're going to want to throw players on that fit the formation to or you have the opportunity to take uh, players off earlier on that way you can change things based on if you go 2-0 down or if you uh, if you get an injury at any point in time um, i think it's actually it's the mid-tier teams that are really going to be truly affected the top tier is going to be doing very well because they got that extremely uh very good bench that they can uh, they can go into, and then for the lower tier teams where everybody is kind of right around the playing field, they don't have a, that solid eleven. Where Fulham is a good example, where they've rotated in, you know, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen different starters in the lineup. uh That makes a, a valuable uh, opportunity for them to rotate and change up that formation, that maybe get uh, ache out an extra point or get the win that they need. Yeah, I think it would. I think it's really gonna, it's not gonna change us very much because Ralph doesn't change very many things. He's locked into his formation and it might just give the opportunity to refresh the, the attacking four or, and then if there's any injury that occurs later on or if Romeo gets his yellow card and everything's getting chippy, you know, you might be able to replace him. I don't think it's gonna make too much of a difference for us. And overall, I think, I don't think there's gonna be a change of course of play. Uh, it's my it's my get best guess. Well, Ralph kind of makes the point that if you've got more
2: fresh players on the, on the pitch at the same time, that creates a much more intense game, and the players that have already been yeah, playing but, are going to be more susceptible to injury.
0: But put it this way, Kev, if we're playing against someone like Man City or Man United, you know, the teams with really, really deep squads, and it's say it's nil-nil. I know I know that it's not going to, it might not be this case, but if it's we'll nil be, nil, be at some point in the match. Well, that's true. Saints <laughs> Saint score; they go one up, and it's like the 80th minute. Man City have only made one one change, and then boom! All of a sudden, they bring on four world-class strikers, change the formation. We're fucked. You can't deal with that. Yeah, it, it's something that I, I don't think it needs to be changed. I understand they're doing it in the first place, and you know, during lockdown for burnout and and, and things like that, and it just gives them more time to recover and this.
2: Players but, weren't that fit as well at that point. And,
0: and that, but now I just don't think. Why do they have to constantly keep tinkering with things? Why are they so obsessed with changing the way they think that things are? If it's not this, it's it's the uh, the, the super league, and it's just there's always something going on that they need to change. Just fucking leave it alone.
2: It's opportunities, it's, opp- opportunism, though, isn't it? Yeah. Those big teams want to do it.
0: Fuck them. Yeah.
1: <laughs> So let's take, let's take this for example. You've got the Chelsea attacking four of Zietch, Polisic, um, Mount, Mount, and, uh, and Werner. You can throw on Giroud. uh, <laughs> you can throw on t- Tammy Abraham, you can throw on, uh, CHO, uh, Hudson Adoy, and you can throw on another attacking midfielder, if, whatever, whoever they have on oh, the bench. Yeah. Ka- oh, yeah. Kai Havertz. Oh, my God. Yeah. Totally. Just forgot about that. So you can switch up those four and have this such a ridiculous level of intensity at that point. Yeah, it's it, it's that's that's ridiculous.
0: Yeah. Ra- Ralph can only prepare for 11. That's what he's got to go against. He's going to prepare for that. And then all of a sudden it's just like, shit, we got to prepare for the other five. It's it's just an it's just a new game. I I, I just don't want it touched, to be honest. But. It's not up to me. <laughs>
2: not the first time you've heard that. <laughs> um, yeah, um, just a, a, we, we do love a rumour. Brandon Williams, we heard about him um, when the transfer window was open. Rumours he might come in, in January. What no, do you it's think? is left like back it. a concerned position wow, for us.
0: I, I like him. I like him a lot. I've seen a lot of him. He does look very good. He's like a modern fullback as he likes to get forward a lot. And he does stick the ball in the box as well. And I've seen him the first couple of when he was breaking through at United like last season he looks a real handful at times. And I think he fit us quite nicely in that sort of style that we play. I, and, and he's dropped down the pecking order at United because Luke Shaw is the number one choice. And now they've got that um, Alex Tellis there at um, left back just coming in. But I think if he does come into Saints, he's going to play second fiddle, isn't he, to Bertrand. And he will only be used for like, yeah. injuries and, and for rest for him. But, and, and again, I keep thinking to myself, what does that tell you about Jake Vokins? If we're constantly linked with players like this, he mustn't be that keen on Jake Baker.
2: Yeah, it's quite damning. We haven't seen him on the bench recently, have we?
1: No. He is a right-footed uh, left-back, in this case, so they're often thinking that he might be right... Uh, be able to play right back. And so I think the flexibility of him to be able to play behind Bertrand or Walker Peters on either of the fullback will cover the, will cover the fullback position mm. in in full. I think that's the goal because maybe he just doesn't trust Valerie or Vokens at this point. You don't want to be able to bring those up. You don't want to have another Steven situations, which while he was definitely in a, a decent infill for that one, one time, say one of them goes down do you trust Wilkins? Do you trust Valerie? And Ralph is showing he doesn't. Versatility would be good. It would be. I, I think it'd be a good
0: move. But like, I mean, I don't think Ollie would let him go. I mean, didn't he say that at the end of the transfer window? That was it. He's, he's not going anywhere. And yet, yeah. he still has not played him. Should we round him up? Yeah, let's round him up. Yeehaw! Okay, yeah, I did half
2: of the international roundup last time, so we've only got a few pictures, and it's quite light on Saints players. Michael Oberfemi, he did play and he started in that Ireland under 21s game against Iceland. Um, he was subbed out in the 74th minute and Ireland then lost in the end after a 93rd minute goal from Jesus Christ. Val, from Valdemar Thor Ingemundersen. Wow. How's about that? Um,
0: Icelandic now as well. <laughs> yeah.
2: Yeah, Stuart Armstrong. He was named in Scotland squad uh, for the Nations League game against Slovakia. Now, he picks up an early yellow card, but um, played 87 minutes of the one-nil loss. Bednarek. He played the full length of Poland's two-nil away loss to Italy in the Nations League. Vestergaard did play in Denmark's two-one victory over Iceland, um, but he was subbed off in injury time. There's so a bit of speculation about that when we recorded on last Sunday. On Monday, Diallo and Wial Jankovic uh, could have played each other in France on 21s against Switzerland on 21s. But Diallo was an unused sub in their final group match. Um, And yeah, when Wial Jankovic uh, came on as a sub, the 60th minute didn't make any difference and they fell to a 3-1 defeat to France and that puts France top of the qualifying group for Euro 2021. Yeah, Moussa Gineppo was left out of Mali's ding-dong Afghan qualifier against Namibia, uh, that they managed to scrape out 2-1 to put themselves top of their group. Um, Michael Oberfemi and Will Ferry both came on at the same time in the 79th minute as substitutes in Ireland's under-21 2-1 away win over Luxembourg uh, also on Wednesday Stuart Armstrong he was an unused sub um, as Scotland lost to Israel yeah but um, that does put them second in their group uh, they qualify for the Euros who cares um, be, I think maybe the most interesting one um, Bednarik he played 90 minutes of uh, Poland's match against the Netherlands full-length pole a full-length pole you love to see it um Kamil uh scored an absolute solo wonder goal in the sixth minute, and Biao uh, Chirwoni, they managed to hold out right up to the 77th minute when Yannick uh, picked up a little yellow card for hauling Wijnaldum down in the area, uh, conceding a penalty mm. um, that basically <laughs> meant it all went to shit, and um, Wijnaldum headed in a winner in the 84th minute. Um, yeah. Um, bad luck, Yannick. And other um, Yannick, Yannick Vestergaard. Uh, he was an unused sub in Belgium's 4-2 demolition of Denmark. But those two goals uh, did make a difference, meaning that Denmark finished uh, above England in second place in the group.
0: That's shocking, really, isn't it? Yeah,
2: that obviously interesting round up.
0: Excellent. Right. Okay then, so Wolverhampton Wanderers then um, yep. going going into this one, then we were of course looking to extend the winning streak to four for the first time since May 2016, but not a great record at Molyneux. Last win was back in 2007 with that Saganowski hat trick in that six nil win, uh, but not a win this time. But a very very good point, which means we are now undefeated in seven, dating back to the 20th of September. That's um. Tottenham game. But so, yeah, absolutely nothing to grumble about with a 1 1 scoreline. Walcott opening the scoring, only to be cancelled out by a Pedro Neto equaliser. The 11 then McCarthy, Walker Peters, Bednarek, Vestergaard, Bertrand, Armstrong, Romeu, Ward Prowse, Gineppo, Adams, and Walcott. Just the one change from that Newcastle win 17 days prior. Bertrand returns from his hamstring injury. James Wood prowse surprisingly fit enough to start after missing the, those England games. Um, still no Salisu. Redmond also suffering with a hamstring with hamstring issues. Other than that, no surprises, Kev?
2: Um, no, I mean, we all knew that Um, it'd just take off that tight G-string and it'd be good to go. Um, but, yeah, it's good to see Bertie back because, um, yeah, we, we all know that him, Jack fucking Stevens isn't a left back. Uh, but I it's a bit of, like. um,
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I didn't mean that, I didn't mean... <laughs>
2: On occasion, though. Yeah. Um, I think the more confusing thing was the Wolves' line-up. They, mm. they had um, four at the back, as it turned out, <laughs> which pretty much confused everyone. I think every line-up I saw had them filled in a, a back three. And it's apparently the first time in about three years that uh, Wolves had, had a back four. That's right. Uh, N- not something
0: Nuno's never done it. done it. He's never had a, a back four. Um, yeah,
2: I mean... it's um Coco was out after self okay, yeah. isolating so and
0: uh yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um the, the bench then we got uh Forster, Stevens, Teller, Diallo and Lundaloo, Oberfemi and Long. Um Oberfemi back in the squad. I, I guess that was the one surprise then, Tim.
1: Yeah, I Kind of expected it. I mean, they're with Redman out. Who is the next person up on the bench? And they felt that Obafemi was it. So Newlandaloo and Obafemi on, along with Long. That's uh, just where he's he's taking the best players who are on the and uh, the bench or in the squad and putting him on the bench. So.
0: I guess we're assuming that uh, that the small bones still, not, not yeah.
1: He's probably they're probably nursing or being conservative on, it, on that injury that he had a while back. Um, but we'll we'll find out. I don't I don't know anything on it, but we'll see what we can dig it up. Okay, cool. And as Kev said, yeah, Conor Cody was missing for
0: Wolves. A huge part of their success. They they changed the whole shape because of him. Um, and a return to the starting level for Adama Traore because he hasn't been used a lot. Um, and, and I thought it's just bloody typical, isn't it? He's going to come straight back into the side and. and and do us. Um, but it kept him quite quiet, actually. Yeah. And we we started quite well again, didn't we, guys? I, I, if I remember, in my notes I've got written down here, Bertrand him across quite early, and um, it went right through the defence, and Adams was a, maybe a little bit surprised that it fell to him and was just a little bit late to react. But could have opened the scoring up straight away.
2: Um, yeah, could have, but didn't. I mean, Walker, um was also firing on all signals from the start as well. I mean, there were just so many chances throughout the first half. Um,
0: Hence the name of the, the episode.
2: <laughs> exactly, yeah. I don't think we would be able to get around to talk uh, about all of them. But, um, yeah, about five minutes in, uh, Podence gets fouled by Romeo. Um, I, I didn't think it was a foul. I did. Really? I mean, he gets a touch on the ball.
0: Mm, but I, do you know, when I saw it, I thought he should have been booked.
2: <laughs> really, five minute Romeo, you like, oh, I don't mind. Mm. it's not unknown, is it?
0: No, I thought, oh, my God, what's he up to now, straight away? And I thought, um, the ref, who was the ref? Mariner, Peter Andre Mariner. Um, <laughs> yeah, I thought he was um, being a bit lenient there. But then, you know, having looked at it again, maybe maybe it was the right decision.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, you just made me look at my team sheet again. When I wrote down, I was so tired when I wrote down the team sheet. I was just looking at some of the Wolves players. punts.
0: Pito Neto. Is that Punt opponent?
2: Just got greasy on the right wing. <laughs>
0: oh, brilliant! Donk. Just yeah, just short. You need to learn to write shorthand, Kevin. That is donk.
1: <laughs> sure. Enough. No, I mean proper shorthand. Oh right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, leading yeah. up, leading up to that uh, that foul though was Benerek's big whiff trying to clear <laughs> the ball out. Yeah, air shot, yeah. <laughs> That's why Romeo had to step in and take that. Fortunately, the wall took took care of the took care of it and did its job.
0: But then Samado cracked one low, didn't he? And then uh, McCarthy, brilliant, brilliant save down low, oh, and then yeah. the oh my rebound God. to, to so the Donka or Donk. So amazing. <laughs> um, but an even better one, the second one from Maca. That was
1: amazing. The placement of the ball and his, he just, he not only did he have great positioning. He also got a lot of luck there because where it hit in the shoulder and to be able to skate off uh, behind the goal. Oh, it was just, it was for a goalie. It was fantastic. And I loved, I loved seeing it. And it only gave him more confidence throughout as they had a ton of shots here. We're t- looking at somewhere in the range of uh, eight to 10 shots or something like that on goal. This the entire game. I was very happy with the, with McCarthy.
0: Yes. Oh, yes. Um, the, the one chance that I do remember well in that first half was the little moment when when Armstrong finds a little bit of space. He thinks about the shot. He's patient, waits with it, and slips a lovely free ball through to Theo. Um, and Walcott had he had to hit it first time on the turn, so and the angle was against him. Um, but yeah, he couldn't, didn't really, uh, didn't really challenge him. So it, it was good to see Theo finding some space around the back of that that Codyless Wolves defence. Cody-less, wow.
2: <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was a little bit of a tame effort, straight up Rui, Rui Pat, if I sort of put him down here. Rui Pat. Mm.
0: Mm. But it wasn't much, I mean, how did you guys see it in, in the, the, the opening 20 minutes? Because I, I've got, there was, you know, not much between them. Wolves having that one chance really thwarted by Maka. Saints stopping pretty much everything in the middle. There was there was no sign of Jimenez or Traore just no problems
2: yeah i mean him and his, he had 11 touches in the whole of that first half i mean we just neutralized him mm. perfectly
0: and i thought it was going to be a similar situation to what we did with uh, calvert lewin just he's just going to be quiet but obviously he uh he had his moment in the in the second half but
2: it's one chance we need i think in these kind of matches that's it
0: yeah it's something that i was confused about uh Peter Andre Mariner, I'm going to call him that from now on, by the way, uh, throwing his weight around in the latter stages of that first half. He was giving yellow cards to, to Neves, to Traore, and he stopped Romayu from playing on. Yes. So I'm not I'm funny. not sure what that was for, because he never left the pitch originally, did he? Uh,
2: he went to the sidelines to um, lace up his boots. Um, but he never went while off the pitch. Play. But, yeah, he didn't go off the pitch. And, um, yeah, Peter Andre Mariner was um, absolutely fucking livid that he'd I oh, are not to walk back on, on, into play um, without asking permission from any of the officials um, and be the live fourth me? official.
0: Because uh, no. I was trying to, but I couldn't do that. Tim, are you versed at lip reading? Because I was, I, I rewound it back to see what you was saying to him, because he
1: did look quite livid. I did not get the uh, the lip reading, so sorry about that. Ah. It's, it's it's hard enough. I, I I like listening to him talk, or I maybe mean, he's got a nice sleeky slick voice, mm. um, but couldn't I couldn't tell. Probably a lot of swear words in Spanish. I don't know. Puta madre. Um, <laughs> But when he does
2: get the nod on, I just love it. You sort of comically, you just see him come from the um, from the sideline, just s- slide straight in and clears the ball.
0: Attempts at half time were in Wolves' favour, um, but I don't think it really did us justice because, M- yeah, okay, McCarthy was definitely the busier, uh, and he needed to be great at times, and he was. And it, you know, just that one clear chance for us, really, the the Armstrong one, and he just prodded it wide. Um, Walcott couldn't really do any better with, with his half chance uh, I but I, I was quite optimistic that we can find some room around the back of that you know that reshuffled back
1: four yes
2: yeah I mean they, they weren't looking as solid as you've come to expect from Wolves and um, yeah without Cody we, you know, that is a weakness that we should be exploiting and I thought that we should have done a lot better in the first half
0: Yeah, and I I saw the stat that they put up on Sky Sports at halftime, and it had me concerned. I don't know if you guys saw it as well, but Wolves' second half this season, they're ranked first on percentage of goals scored, goals conceded, and percentage of goals conceded. You know, I just thought, wow extraordinary it was just yeah it just had me in that bad mindset right there I thought well this, this is great it's going to happen now then isn't it yeah I mean I, I, the stat
2: I saw was like that they score 70% of their goals in the second half or something yeah. ridiculous like that yeah um, they just sort of sit back and um, wait to pounce and go in for the kill and um The the old cliche about Southampton throwing away a lead time, we didn't have a lead to throw away uh, yet, but um, we do like to concede a second half goal.
0: We certainly do. But, Tim, we did open the scoring, 58th minute, Theo Walcott, 15 years after his last one for us. That was January 2006. And he couldn't have asked for an easier one to open his account with.
1: Yeah, 15 years ago, I was an idiot back in high school, so I couldn't imagine being able to play a Premier League game. Well, he was championship at the time, so congrats to him. That's got to be really special. You could see it on his uh, on his face when he when he was able to tap it in from the Adams cross. Uh, Adams. Uh, Pass in from the bo- from the outside of the box. Um, there there was definitely a breakdown there. What I saw was when the ball got to Janepo on the short side of the field that we uh, from the TV angle, uh, he was able to see Adams on the on the cross. So the I believe this is where the breakdown was with the Aitnuri. Eight, eight um, he took the inside man or Armstrong made a run, just kind of a subtle on the inside, was able to get to Adams. And at that point in time, he tried to initially uh, pass the ball in with a you know with a nice quick easy one to go into Armstrong didn't work second shot through went through straight through the legs of um, the Wolves player at the time uh, and then Walcott with a tap in Cimento just w- ball watching at it it, it was it was a breakdown on their end but classic finishing from Walcott uh, and just being able to be in the right position
0: Kev what's your opinion on the build up to that goal and in particular you know that, that Armstrong nudge on 8-Nori was it really a really foul? no that's what I, mean, I, well, I wanted your opinion, but yeah, in my opinion, no, I, it, 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 it just man up a bit, you know. It's a, it's
2: a Do, I don't mind. know why they make a big deal about it. Yeah,
0: because he was rolling around on the floor crying. Because that's what that's what modern football is.
2: Oh well, psychic loser. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, um, Nothing wrong with it. No. Back in my yet. day. <laughs> yes. Jumpers for goalposts and all that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, just the the the. the, the, the Battler that is Shay Adams to keep that ball in and, and send it across to to Wilcox, who up quite easily could have <laughs> blasted it over the crossbar but um yeah I think in those little split second moments where it, he's got got the space for the tap in no problem
0: yeah but then my criticism of Theo has always been the same plenty of action but rarely has that end product and you know became a bit wasteful and that was my analysis of him when he was at um, Arsenal, he was just, because he wanted to play that number nine role, but I think it was um, Wenger that came out and said he's not a natural goal scorer, so he can't play that role. And which is, I mean, it's, it's okay. He's filling in a gap for us. He can do that just fine. But that chance mm-hmm. on the 65th minute to go 2 0 up, I'm going to say My it God. Danny Ings would have buried it. Yeah. And that, ga- that, ga- that was a game, pretty much. I, 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 I hate to look back at that and say you know if we had been 2-0 up that could have been it but I think it could have been to be honest
2: yeah could have been should have been um, wasn't I think even even Shea would have dispatched that in sure. the form that he's in now and it was I mean it was such a gift of a a, a ball from Adams to him oh um, yes it, it, yeah. I thought he was offside but no he was like time just run perfectly um, Adams managed to, to spot him and see that yeah, he just makes that run, and he's one on one with the keeper, and uh, child's play really. But uh, yeah, yeah, just managed to roll it wide.
1: I misspoke earlier because I said classic Theo finishing, and uh, I, <laughs> I, should, I should have said that he his finishing has been the problem. Now that's kind of it's always well known. Uh, rather, it was a classic in the goal tap in finishing that even Walcott couldn't miss.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he, he couldn't. Um, Wolves made a, made a substitution. They brought Pedro, Pedro Neto on, and already he, he was causing some problems. Uh, yeah. And Kai Walker-Peters had a crucial block, at, uh, you know, the first touch that uh, Pedro Neto had. Um, but then, you know, five minutes after he comes on, Jimenez finds some space, hits the post, and Neto's there on the rebound. Now, <sighs> Vestergaard, a little bit too slow in getting to Jimenez there, Kev. Yeah,
2: um, he end up on the floor, um...
0: Yeah, it just, just looked a little turn. bit too slow to just get to him. And you could see that Saints were all organised in the build-up. It looked like they were, you know, they had a nice, strong light. It looked like the Minas was going nowhere. It was all tied up. And all of a sudden, he's got space. And I had to keep finding it back saying, so how, how did he find that space? And it just looks like Vestager. Oh, he's
2: sort of gesturing, like... Yeah, with know, his arms, like... Look at you know, all that space, like, mm. come on, get it here. Um... And yeah, Westergaard a little bit, a little bit slow to react. Just yeah, Did you get nutmegged by him uh, on the way he in. He
0: may as well have done. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, but this so. the shot hits the post. <laughs> you've
1: okay. got the, you've got the slowest guy on the pitch guarding the fastest guy on the pitch, who's also baby oiled up, who's looking around slippery. <laughs> can't catch it. can't catch the guy. So uh like greased up deaf guy and family guy, if you ever see that, you can't catch you just can't catch him, it's really <laughs> funny. Um but yeah, seeing Vestergaard, he did his best and I think he did I, I honestly think he couldn't have done any better because Traori has that speed and he just got you know, he got around him a few times. Uh who scored gave Traori the best run and the majority of those passes came through the came through the right. So seeing how Vestergaard did, seeing that I don't uh that Traori didn't Effect and didn't create any goal-scoring chances, and by I mean actually, excuse me. Uh, what I mean is his his actions never led to a direct goal score mm. at that time. So that to me is a success. You know wh- the way everything was cleared out and how the goal scored that wasn't um, that wasn't because of Traore. No, no. So I mean,
2: right. he'd knackered himself out by that point. I think he was just stood watching a um, few just on the edge of the. Um, penalty area when, when that goal went in, as if he couldn't be bothered. Mm. We dealt with him quite well. I mean... We did, yeah. romeo versus Treori, I mean, that could be a, a pay-per-view boxing match, couldn't it?
0: Yes. Oh, God, yeah. That would be good. Tim, Gineppo comes off for Shane Long. What, what's Ralph thinking here?
1: So he put Walcott back in the left attacking midfielder position. So mm-hmm. he's thinking that, uh, getting the balls over the top and he thinks that Long's speed, the fresh speed up there along with a few headers, maybe he was able to expose and get off of Bully and find whoever else is a climbing or uh, who, or if they're having like that back three, back four kind of mix up, he thinks that Long can get the right, uh, match up there and hopefully knock one down, get somebody in. To be able to pass it around, Kevin. The game kind of fizzled out
0: from there, really, didn't it? Um, and what, Wolves were the only side that looked, looked interested in winning. Now, were you disappointed by this, or was it the right call to just like sit back and defend this lead? Or defend the, defend um, the point rather.
2: Yeah, I think after that Walcott goal, we just took our foot off the gas and got got punished for it. Because um, yeah, I mean that's really what Wolves were waiting for.
0: So, so, but, 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 it, but when Wolves like got it, that equaliser and when, it was, when they were looking like they were going to go and win the game, you know, if you were the manager now, what would you say? Would you say, like, you keep going, try and get the winner, or let's sit back on a point? Um, I can kind of
2: understand his frustration because, I mean, bringing Shane Long on normally does open up something in the game. But, um, yeah, he was fairly ineffective, wasn't he, for his mm. little 10-minute cameo. And, I mean, you're looking a bit further down the, the suspension thinking, I don't really have a huge amount here to, to make the difference. No.
0: Brings it brings
2: Diallo on. Diallo one comes on for,
0: for a cameo again, as usual, one now. And Armstrong was the player sacrifice. I mean, that, that change could have happened a lot sooner, if I'm honest. Get, get some fresh legs and shore up the middle a little bit, some more. And if you're not going for the win, you better fucking make sure that you keep, get this point now
2: yeah I think with those you know slightly more exciting options in um teller I mean he could maybe yeah. uh, come on for stew or um yeah Oberfemi you'd be thinking that he'd be an ideal candidate, wouldn't you? but sure. um, all yeah. Wasn't even considered.
0: No, and that was it. it. It was, it was 1-1. Um, a fair result, Tim? Happy with it?
1: No, I think it was fair. I think we said that the Wolves were going to be a very much of a challenge. They're not gonna play to, uh, they're not gonna play well to our strengths. We, t- we play well against teams who attack. Um, teams that sit back, we've had an notorious level challenge. Uh, what, do, what do Wolves do? It seems like they seem to dink around until the 70th minute and then turn on. Good for them. Like, that's, that's their style of play. It looked, they were boring to me. And, you know, you want to have an exciting, entertaining style. Um, they've got talent. They've got style. They've got their own style. Uh, overall, 1-1. If they said, if you said at the beginning it's going to be a tie, it's going to be 1-1. Totally fine. I would have, that's what Same I would it. have guessed. Same
0: there, mate. I would have taken it.
1: I see, Wolves
0: are tough. They are tough, especially at you. And I would have taken a point before the game. And if I'm honest, you know, it felt like a bit of a snatch and grab being one up, because I thought well, we don't really deserve it. But you know, if we'd have gone two, I don't I mean, think so. Who knows? No, well, I'm not saying that we, we. I'm not saying Wolves were incredible. They should have. They should be smashing us. But like, like I said, it was, I think it was a fair result. I think a draw either way was fair. I think M- McCarthy was definitely the, the, the busier. But yeah, I don't. Do you think us winning that game would have been fair?
2: Um, if Theo had. Put away that chance, and we we could have um, shut up shop. Um, I mean our defensive well, like we did against them last massive, year. But, <laughs> ooh, um, yeah, with the same result at Marny. But um, no, nah, I think not at that point. I mean, there's what 20 minutes left. Um, I think we could have seen it out and uh, just throw everyone up. Uh, no, so I think we could have done it.
1: Let's take a look at so let's take a look at the Austin Villa game compared to this one because if they had we had extreme amount of clinical finishing, which is why we were, got four goals up and then just all of a sudden died because of injuries or whatever it might be. If Theo did finish that, you know, a realistic two-one or even two-two would have probably came uh, came about from it. I definitely con- would believe that they would sc- continue to have scored a goal, and but because of that extended clinical finishing that we could have had with Theo, um, there would have been a much better chance of winning.
0: Yeah, but having said that, you know, a solid point. I'll, I'll take it. Uh, unbeaten in seven, as I said, uh, and the stats, uh, possession 54% to us. That surprised me a little bit. Uh, seven shots to their 20, and nine of those were on target. Um that that seems like a, a, a one-sided stat, but it doesn't really tell the whole story, does it? Um, you know, they, they had to defend well against us and worked extremely hard to break us down. 20 tackles from us in total. Um, I just think it was a very hard-fought battle for both, in truth. And Wolves certainly upped their game in the second half, whereas we just cruised a little and, and, and tried to make it a little bit more difficult. But as I say, I, I, I'll take it. And that, uh, that leaves us on 17 points now in fifth place. Uh, man of the match, I don't think this is going to be a really difficult one. Who wants to go first on their man of the match? I'll get mine out of the way and just
2: say I don't think we've talked about him enough. I mean, those stats, those nine shots that Wolves had on target, I mean, m- most of those were saved by Alex McCarthy in outstanding fashion. Um, you've got that Poland's header and, yeah, that... that Double save. Uh, it was another shot from Providence in the second half, and right at the death, um, Nato had a decent shot, and uh, Maca gets a boot to it. So yeah, yeah, I'm gonna uh, pass the the Alex McCarthy baton on, on to me. Tim. Oh. <laughs> As uh, I'm sure that there's a lot of praise to be lavished on him for that.
1: Yeah. Oh it's easily mccarthy lots of different cha- lots of different chances on their end they peppered us for more shots on goal than we had shots on for total uh to me he easily stood out um you know with in the, let's let's bring this up, you know with Pope faltering uh Pickford being the guy who you know Pickford is outside of eating the ball down the field, what else is he good at you know right now, and then Henderson not getting game time at manchester united who's who's next man up and you know McCarthy keeps doing this yeah he's not he's not the you know the best with his feet but he's consistent he's constant. great guy would love to see him in you know hit the England bench if they can but congrats to him great match he was the top sc- uh, who scored um who, who scored player and well deserved i want to give it to Shane Long <laughs> no of course uh, it's a no, no brainer for me
0: uh, McCarthy for um He's the reason we didn't lose this game. It's simple. Um, Eight eight saves from him. Um, As many as he's made in the Premier League since 2013. Kai Walker-Peters was solid too. I think he needs a bit of a mention because I know he made an error. He lost the ball at one point, um, but that block that he made was key. Um, He was good on the ball. He had four tackles. He led in interceptions, blocks, and pass completions. Most dribbles and most successful dribbles as well. So, Kai Walker-Peters needs a good shout-out as well. But the reason that we didn't lose this game was because of Alex McCarthy. So, yeah, man of the match. No-brainer.
2: Good performances from Romelu Prowseys yes as well. Bednarek um back on form. No-one
0: had a poor game, did they? No-one had a, a devastatingly crap game. You can't look at someone and say, oh, they were crap today.
2: Um, I think the closest you can come, um, yeah. <laughs> Verstappen? Um, Vestergaard <laughs> needs to um, to get... Better on uh, Jimenez. Jimenez is um, a good player. Yeah. So that was a, a bit of a fool. And Gineppo, I just find him frustrating. That um, Again.
0: I just want to see Gineppo with space and time. I just want to see him get that ball and just run at people because that is the that is the thing that he's great yeah, at. Just, just don't get just enough. run it to the goal line. He just doesn't get enough chance does. to do it. He's always crowded out. He's always isolated over there on the left. I just think if we can see him just behind the front too at one, but at some point, he would be, he would be magical. I just want to see it more. Okay. Manchester United then, Sunday the 29th. That's 2pm kickoff and it's live on Sky Sports. Uh, Man United. What, what can we say about Solskjaer's United that hasn't already been said? That, they seem to like scrape results, don't they? They go on a bit of a run, then they go on a downer and then they scrape another to keep Solskjaer in a job. They've got strengths all over the field, you know, and back up. But they also have a load of weaknesses as well, mainly that that centre-back pairing. They never seem to have a settled centre-midfield as well, like that holding role. They've got the likes of Fred, Matic, McTominay. They've got van der Beek, Pogba, of course. Uh, It just seems to change from week to week. Um, and, And I realise they're in the Champions League and they need to have that deep squad. And they've got that. But there's just no consistency there. And I believe now they are playing weekend, midweek, straight through until mid-January. But like I say, they they you know they have the depth to deal with it, and it's it's, it's not new to them. Uh, but where where is this game won and lost? Yeah, on the pitch, I imagine. <laughs> do you know what? I could rely on you to say that. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. There's not much more you can say.
2: We don't you don't know which Manchester United is going to turn up, do you? Um, I mean, so they seem to have been um. Doing the job recently, they beat um, West Brom at home, didn't they? And um, fairly convincingly beat Everton as well.
0: Well, they're currently sat in 10th place on 13 points, but they have a game in hand. That game in hand is Burnley. If we're to assume that they win that game, they are in and around us in the table, so it's all very, very close. But like, the, the, the inconsistencies is the bit that I, I, I don't get with them, because since they got fucked by Spurs... at home, by the way. Uh, Not the only team to get fucked by Spurs. Um, But they they beat Newcastle 4-1. They held Chelsea to 0-0. They lost at home again to Arsenal without without scoring. And and as you said, that Everton game, fantastic result and performance. They beat Everton 3-1. Poor performance, but a victory against West Brom. Um, And that was their first home win of the season last Saturday. That's shocking, isn't it? United seem to be missing the support of their fans most. It seems, I and mean, you're a team like Man United, and you can't win at home. That that something's wrong.
2: It's got something to blame it on,
0: hasn't you? <laughs> they might need that, yeah. But when they're on form, though, they've got so many weapons that you know they're going to harm us or could possibly harm us. You know, Rashford, Martial, Cavani, Bruno Fernandes, Mata, Greenwood, uh, Daniel James has hurt us in the past. And look at the Champions League form as well. I mean. They're top in a group consisting of Paris Saint Germain, Leipzig, and Istanbul. And they've won in Paris. They whipped Leipzig 5 0. They had a big home mm. win yesterday against Istanbul. 4 1, I think that was. Um, but I don't know, Kev. If I'm honest, I'm not worried about them. And I don't know why. It's just they don't seem to bother me because Saints seem, seem to have their number at the moment.
1: What I would think, though, is Southampton's going to be overlooked for Man United because they're playing PSG on Wednesday. So you're talking about the midweek, end week, midweek, end week, midweek, end week. Mm. This is it. Like, this is the game that they're going to think, oh, but, we just But they've also got an... a big squad to do that.
0: As you say, they, they, they're playing, uh, one week they're playing Matic and Fred in the center of midfield, and the next week they're playing Pogba and, and Matter, And it's just like, what, but, you know, they have, like, they have the squad that can deal with it. They have quality and depth, world class
1: despite the quality and depth their eyes could be looking ahead they could mm. not be they they may be focused on that psg match but they said did that, such-
0: Tim, they are top of that group and they've had a big win yesterday you know they only need a point now i believe and they and they're free to the to the last 16 so they're-
1: their goal is to get the is to get the top say seed there, true, true. top seed of the group. They want to be top, and if this is the chance to do it, if they beat PSG or they you know they tie them or P, if they beat them specifically, they're going to go top of that group and it's they're going to get they're going to get the uh, the second pool, which is going to be mm. a whole lot better. Sure. Um, you're getting you might get Seville or you might get somebody else who's going to qualify, but not necessarily going to be a world beater. Um, like you don't want to end up with Barcelona or you don't want to end up Bayern Munich. You know you don't want to end up with those in the first round. I think United. To take
0: Barcelona at the moment, to be honest. A Cumin K- led Barcelona, anyway.
1: Because Juventus, because well, they could because Juventus is in Barcelona, so they could still end up getting it, and, and most likely then, if that's the case, Barcelona is going to end up there. So we're going let's hope that Ole is going to think this is an afterthought. Like you, they're going to be looking ahead. They want to be in all of their teams going to be looking ahead. I want them to have a game plan on you know on tomorrow or Friday that's all about PSG. Cause mm-hmm. that way, once they get that, once they get that out of their head, they're like, Oh, we have to play Southampton and we have to travel all the way down to the South Coast. It's a, you know, it's a pain you know, you got to deal with this. Oh, well, you know, it's an early kick, you know, it's an early kickoff for them, whatever it might be. Uh, mm. we would just want them to think us, think of us as an afterthought and then us to go right at them and take advantage of it.
0: Yeah, I get what you're saying. But I mean, I, w- I would say that United are used to this. They've been doing this for the last 20 odd years now. You know, I don't know if they, overlook teams quite like that but well Maybe, you know yeah. we'll
2: see we'll see um, they fielded quite a strong squad against um, Istanbul as well didn't they they did yeah and they you say that they're playing um, weekday and weekends right up to January but I mean in the Champions League they're going to get those five subs and um, they can use them to rest players so
0: and it's not new to them is it it's, nah, it's no that, 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 that's in their grain it's, that it's what they do every year Um. But, Kevin, Solskjaer, Solskjaer United are very much beatable.
2: Yeah, yeah, we've seen that this season, haven't we?
0: Yep, and some injury news for them, actually. Uh, Victor Lindelof and Aaron Wan-Bissaka could miss that game. Really? Did They both come off three injuries? Yeah, um, Lindelof with a back problem. But, I mean, missing out Aaron Wan-Bissaka, I think he's fantastic at right back. I think he's one of the best uh, uh, tackling right backs that the Premier League has got. I think he's fantastic, and... That could be absolutely massive for us if he's if he's missing, and it also leaves a massive gap in my fantasy football team. Also, oh shit! Mm. Have you got both of them? Uh, no, I wouldn't be stupid enough to have our Victor Lendl off. Laugh. <laughs> um, Last season, then it was a one-one at home. I think you went to that game, didn't you,
1: uh, Tim? Yes, I did. That was my first and only game, and loved every second of it. Um, I was there too. Daniel, Daniel James had probably was in the first 15 minutes or so. 12 I minutes, exactly I believe. When, yeah. the 12-minute time stamp. He just took one in from the left side, uh, crossed over, and hit a banger it, outside yeah. of uh, outside a gun. Then Vestergaard got his first goal from a from. Pretty much Danzo Danzo's only contribution from all of last year. It was a crazy curled cross, and where I was at, I can I was looking straight at Danzo and saw that saw that cross. It was so beautiful. Wasn't that the and game it,
0: that Danzo got red card as well? That is yellows. correct. Yes, it yeah. was,
1: wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> he played him out of position. He got two yellows. He definitely slid tackle. Just walked straight off the field. And of course, you know, you're, you're dealing with Mike Dean at any point in time. Uh, and you know, you got 25 minutes, you're holding on for dear life. And if you said you can walk out of that game 1-1 one, one and get a red, if, even if you got red carded, I would have took it and been happy. Um, so yeah, that was, that was, that was a lot of fun.
0: Yep. Um, and of course, uh, at Old Trafford, that late, late equalizer back in July now, 2-2 draw Armstrong and Obafemi with the late one. But this time then chaps, Score predictions. Who wants to go first? Um, I'm going to go 1-1. Okay.
2: Um, I might jump in and also take a draw. Um, You've got a repeat of last season's fixture. I'm going to go with repeat of the away fixture from last season, say 2-2. You're
0: going for Desmond, are you? Mm.
1: Okay. Tim. Let's go for it. 1-0 win. Ooh, I like it. Heavy. Who's going to score, Tim? Uh, Do I get double points for this? No. Nah, <laughs> I just want to know. Uh, let's. I want. I want to say I'd be, you know, be ironic and say a penalty kick by Ward Prowse, and th- for us to win since they get so many penalty kicks. But I'm gonna go with uh, an Adams slip, uh, slippery, slippery shot that just po- pokes it right in. Um Since Lindelof is not going to be there, McGuire is obviously going to play, um, but whomever is their other center back that they're going to have is uh, Eric-, Eric Bailly. Eric Bae or um, Axel, whomever whomever it is. Yeah, yeah. Going with one zero. I'm gonna go. Score. I'm gonna go with a
0: Harry Maguire own goal. It's gonna come off. I was gonna say, it's it's like gonna come off thing. his face from a corner. That's what's gonna happen. <laughs> <laughs> his big blockhead. <laughs> is he gonna
2: be um, marking one of his own centre backs again? <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah, maybe. Um, Okay, I think that is it this week. There's no no extra time this week. We'll catch up with all the the fantasy football, the predictions, Super 6 and stuff on the next episode, which will be after the United game on Sunday. So until then, up the Saints. Up the Saints.